Well, praise the Lord. And I want to welcome you to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. Uh, I was headed to the church today, but after that surgery, uh, my recovery just isn't that fast. So today, Pastor Bob uh, is headed over with Judy, and they'll be uh, Bob will be preaching at the church today. So if you're out and about around Ash Fork, I invite you to get over to the church and uh, hear this young pastor. Uh, I'm a little short-winded, so um, my recovery is coming along, but. Um, Frankly, I've gained a lot of weight since since all this started, so uh, my breathing is not as good as it normally is. So I'd like your prayers. You know, if that's something you think you can do, I'd, I'd certainly uh, appreciate any prayers that you send up um, as I go through this time of healing. I'd like to open with prayer this morning. And I'd like to pray for Gospel of Faith Church, our church. Father, as the pastor of Gospel of Faith Church, I approach your throne of grace on behalf of that entire membership, yea, old and new. I thank my God in, in all my remembrance of each and every one of you. In every prayer of mine, I always make my entry uh, and, and petition for all of you with joy, with a delight. And I thank our Heavenly Father for their fellowship, their sympathetic cooperation and, and contributions and partnership, frankly, the support of the church in advancing the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that you have begun a great work bringing Gospel of Faith Church back to create a New Testament spirit-filled beacon of light for the world to see until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right up to that time of his return, we will be working diligently. I want to assure you that the church will continue to grow, that Pastor Bob, myself, and a couple maybe guest pastors will work diligently to bring the church into that New Testament spirit-filled church. That work, that hard work, that good work, and, and perfecting and, and bringing it to a full completion through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So in the name of Jesus today, it is right and appropriate for me to have this confidence and feel this way about every single one of you, those that are listening on the broadcast, oh, and so many of you are. Thank you. Because even as you show love to me through your prayers and support of the church, I too hold you up in my heart as partakers, brothers and sisters, of Christ shares one and all with me of the grace God and his special blessings puts upon us. Today, today, Father, you are my witness 
and know how I long for the pursue them with all love and grace. Those that are lost in sin, let us use tender mercies that Christ has taught us to reach them for Jesus. So then this is my prayer this day on this Sabbath, that their love will flourish and that they will not only love much, but love well and learn to love appropriately. May they use their heads and, and test their feelings so that their love is sincere and intelligent and, and not, not gush sentimentally. Father, today I pray that each and every one live a lover's life. The exemplary, a life Jesus will be proud of, bountiful in fruits from the soul, making Jesus Christ attracted to all and getting everyone involved in the glory and the praise of God. Father, may the membership of Gospel of Faith Church and this broadcast abound and be filled with the fruits of righteousness, of right standing with God and right doing, which come through the Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one to honor and praise our Heavenly Father, that your glory may be both manifested and recognized. I commit myself to you once again, Father, anew, and to them, for I am convinced of this, I shall remain and stay by them all to promote their progress and their joy in believing, so that in me they might have abundant uh, cause for expectation and glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, they will be sure as citizens so to conduct themselves that their manner of life will be worthy of the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for each and every one of you on the broadcast, in the church, and on our 11 o'clock prayer. I pray for all of them. I pray for those that are on our prayer list. And I pray, Lord God, that you would hear, open your heart to them that they too would find God. This I pray today in the name of Jesus Christ, the name above all names, in the name of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Would you take your Bibles, please? Just uh, put them on your chest or, or lift them if you can into the heavens. And repeat after me. This is my Bible. Go ahead. Just repeat it out loud. This is my Bible. It is the infallible word of God. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, praise God. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I'll boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. And I will never be the same. Jesus goes before me, stands beside me, and always is in my heart. In Jesus' name. Our memory verse for today, amen and hallelujah. Our, our, our memory verse for today is found in Matthew 4, 
if you want to turn there Matthew 4 verse 4 I always use the King James version of the Bible so Matthew 4 and 4 but he answered and he said it is written it is written that's the gospel man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God let's do it again just say it out loud would you but he answered and he said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God hallelujah hallelujah today um I want to I want to go back and I want to do my favorite uh sermon that I think I've ever done ever wrote out it's written out in an old ragged a notebook here but it's my favorite and I think it's time that that, that you know we put that back in as we're re, as we're uh, recreating if you will this New Testament church gospel of faith church is a wonderful church don't you get me wrong it is a great church it's a beautiful church but everybody keeps saying let's go let, let's make gospel of faith what it used to be how about let's make gospel of faith what it can be today in this new world a new testament spirit-filled bible-believing church of the lord jesus christ hallelujah hallelujah if you agree with that lift your hands to heaven and say yes lord just lift your hands up to heaven and say yes lord we want that new testament church to move forward spreading the good news of the gospel of the lord jesus christ hallelujah hallelujah well praise jesus let's get started today as we uh get into this book that i'm holding you on the broadcast you can't see me but i'm holding the holy bible this beautiful book from cover to cover it is a manual it is, it is authored by the Holy Spirit. You say, well, man wrote it. They did, under the guidance and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So this book, this book will change your life forever. Hallelujah. It will inspire you. It will improve your health it will totally improve the quality of your marriage your relationships the relationship with your children it will give you financial guidance and it will give you love joy peace and hope it will give you a new confidence and your power in the, in the sense of, of contentment. How many of you would like to have all of that that I just said? <laughs> just, just say praise God if that's you. You can have all of this. As this morning we talk about the bread of life. You can have it all. Everything I just spoke of. So today we will be talking about the bread of Christ. 
Jesus and making this new way, this new New Testament church of the Lord Jesus Christ. At the end of this morning service, I'm going to give you the opportunity to make that change in your life. The change that will change you forever. And one day you'll be able to say, Pastor Davenport, this has been the greatest year in my life because of the power in God's holy word that has been released in my home, in my body, in my soul, in my mind, because we resolved to read God's word. Now, I know I'm a little late for New Year's, <laughs> just a couple, a month or so. But I would like you to make this, this new commitment, if you will. Today we are talking about the word of Almighty God. And this then is the bread of Christ. I want you to eat it every day. I want your soul to become fat on the richness of the word of God. Read with me, please, Matthew 4 and verse 4. That's our memory verse of the day, Matthew 4, verse 4. But he answered and he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God the Father compared this word to daily bread. And he makes no difference how uh, that bread is made. He doesn't even care if it's a bitter fruit to, uh, to, to, for, for someone to start to follow. He doesn't care how nutritious that bread is. It will not help you if you do not eat it. So the word of God cannot help you if you're not willing to take it in, to read, to live, to speak that infallible word of God. You see, it makes no difference how good, how powerful, how enriching it is. It will do nothing for you unless you're willing to take it in to your body, into your mind, into your spirit. It empowers the life. When you speak it with your lips, all this talk of bread. All this talk of bread. Hmm. I see. <laughs> I bet there's a few of you out there licking your lips going, hmm, bread. This is a special kind of bread. This is a bread that will change your life. I want you to present to you today the bread of Christ. Let it make a difference in your life. Father. In the name of Jesus, let us taste and see that the Lord our God is good and that his bread can change our lives forever. Somebody, somebody lift your hands to heaven and say amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hold in my hand the most powerful force in human history, the living, unchanging, anointed, truthful, 
Word of God. Hallelujah. This book is beyond every book in the world. It's beyond all other books as a river is beyond the drop of water. It is beyond and above other books as the blazing sun is above the glow of the single candle. It is above other books as the, the Rocky Mountains are above a single grain of sand. The Bible, hallelujah, this book I'm holding right now in my hand, the Bible says that this is the milk for spiritual babes. It says it is the meat for men. And the message is, is it, it will meet the need of every single person listening to the sound of my voice right now, regardless of the level of your spiritual maturity. Paul called it the sword of the Lord. In spiritual warfare, this is your weapon. Hallelujah. It is the light of truth. It is the shining in the dark, dark world. This book is authored by the Holy Spirit, which means it is full of the authority. The reason the world hates this book so much is because it is filled with the moral absolute. Right is right, my friends, and wrong is wrong. Light and darkness. You either have wheat or you have tear. Sheep or goats, saved or lost. And the word does not want to hear that. It, the world don't want to hear it. And this is not a myth. This is not a myth. I hear people all the time saying, well, somebody made that up as a, as a scam. It was not a scam. This is a book of miracles, hallelujah, and majesty. This is the only book you will read that will transform your life forever. You can read all them books, Shirley MacLaine and Ron L. Hubbard and all them. All these new age gurus. And boy, they're coming out of the woodwork in these last days. But friend, when you open the pages of God, God's holy word and you begin to read it, it will convict you of sin. And it will make you a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. When you read the word of God, it will make the sinner forsake his way or her way. It breaks the bonds of sin. And the pages of God's word are more powerful than alcohol, crack, or cocaine, or pot. The pages of God's word are stronger than any filthy magazine that, that people pick up. And it's greater greater than some of these cheap books that we see people reading. The pages of this book is strong. It is stronger than the lust of the flesh. This book is more powerful than the demon of divorce. This book takes the pain out of death and dying. When you walk into the, into the, the uh, Ash Fork Cemetery, you know that because of Christ's resurrection, there will be another day when you will rejoice again with those who have gone before us. This is the two-edged sword that divides light from darkness, truth from lie, 
and the meat uh, from the manor. This is the vein of gold that leads to the, the unending riches of Almighty God. This, my friends, is the word of Almighty God. This, then, is the word of God. It's a star of hope in the hopeless world. A world that has become a sewer. And America is one of its gutters, morally rotting with the diseases of adultery, drugs, drunkenness, delinquency, child abuse, child trafficking, and Satan worshipers. Is there hope? For this nation? Is there hope for Ash Fork, Juniper Woods, KW? Is there hope for Chino Valley, Williams? The answer to that is a resounding yes. The hope of this town, the hope of this church, the hope of this nation is reading the pages of the Word of God, living the Word of God, speaking the Word of God acting on the word of God and not dividing the body of Christ. For a, a body that is divided is dead. Listen to me, church. There's been some things this last couple weekends that um, people were a little upset about or, or may, may have been upset, um, but it's church and it's, it's what it is. It's not politics. It's simply following the word of God. And no matter where you are, no matter who you are, if you're the Pope himself, if you're not following the word of God, you should not be in that position. Now, this is, this is holy ground. And no one, no one will intimidate God, not by gossip, not by slander, not by false accusations. This is God's house. Hallelujah. And it will stand, and the fire of God's wrath will fall on those enemies who come against it. I pray, Almighty God, let the fire of Pentecost come upon Gospel of Faith Church once again. Come on Ashford. Let the power of the gospel be released all over this town all over this county, all over this state, all over the world. Hallelujah. This book, the book that I hold in my hand right now, this is a book of love, a book of mystery, a book of revelations, a book of prophecy. This is the book of life, of hope, and of prophecy once again. One third of this book when written was prophecy, and there's not another book likened into it in all the world. Other books talk about things that they have happened. This book is going to tell you about things that will happen or are going to happen and what we're living in today. And every prophecy of this book has come true short of the second coming of Jesus Christ, short of the rapture. This is a book of family planning. It's a book of financial counseling. It is the greatest sexual manual ever. It's, it's better than... Masters and Johnson, it's better than Dr. Phil. You'll learn more than Oprah. Sex, 
Yes, sex. Sex is of God. It's not to be trashed out. It's not to be uh, made dirty. It's an act that God put into each and every individual. Most of you are here because of it. This is a book that conquers uh, disease. This is a book that causes demons in hell to tremble with foe. This is a book that has the problem, but it also has the answer. For every problem facing Ashford, Juniper Woods, K.W., uh, Seligman, Williams, Chino Valley, for every city in the state, for every state in the union, hallelujah, this book has the answer to the problems that we face. It has the answer for every problem facing your home and your marriage and your children. This is the infallible work of God, the bread of Christ. But there's a problem. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a problem with this book. Now, all of your minds are wandering around. Pastor Danforth lost his mind. He's saying there's a problem with God's word. Yep. There is a problem with this book. And that problem is we don't read it. The Bible says study. Say it with me. Study to show yourself approved. Study to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of God. We can divide it, some of us, but we can't get it back together. You have heard this said, that the truth shall make you free. No, no. The truth shall not make you free. Say it again. The truth shall not make you free. I want you to know, church, that the truth shall not make you free. I'm going to say it again. The truth shall not make you free. The Bible says the knowledge of the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. If you don't know the truth, it will not help you, right? And as long as the truth is locked up in the pages of this wonderful book, you will not read it. It cannot help you at all. This is the bread. And this the bread may be wonderful, but if you don't eat it, it will not nourish you. It will not help you. It will not heal you. It will not restore you to what God wants you to be. Pastor went into his junior Sunday school class. He wanted to see how the Bible's knowledge was was doing in their Sunday school. So he knocked on the door and he went in. And he said, boys and girls, I want to ask you a very important question. He said, who tore down Jericho's wall? Now one little kid raised his hand and he said, preacher, preacher, I didn't do it. I, I tell you, I did not do it. The Sunday school teacher said, Pastor, this is a good boy. And I don't think he did it either. The pastor went to the deacons of the church. And he said, I, I just came from the, from, from the junior Sunday school classroom. They said, yeah. 
I asked the kids, I said, what do you know, who tore down Jericho's wall? One kid said he didn't do it. Teacher even, even uh, vowed for him, said he didn't do it. And the deacons of this church said, whoa, pastor, don't be so upset. We'll just take the money from the building fund and repair Jericho's wall. Not to worry about it. <laughs> I don't want to go to that Sunday school. <laughs> I want you to know this today. That America's Christians are lacking when it comes to the knowledge of God's word. Oh, they can quote a few scriptures. That's, that's not a problem. But Jesus called this book daily bread. And there was a grandfather who laid down to take a nap. And his ornery old grandkids decided to put uh, limber cheese into his mustache as he, as he slept. And he woke up and he took a deep breath and he, whew, he said, this room stinks. Went to the bedroom, took a deep breath. And he announced, this room stinks too. He went to the kitchen, deep breath. Whoa, <laughs> this thing stinks even worse than all the other rooms. Here, he went out back porch, took a deep breath, and he yelled, the whole world stinks. When you're away from the word of God, everything stinks. But you are the problem, you see, not the world around us. I ask people who are at wit's end, things aren't going right for you, right? I said, you are reading the word of God? Are you standing on the word? Are you infallibly, they will say, what's that got to do with anything? I kind of take two steps back and say, what do you mean, what does that have to do with anything? It has to do with everything. It has to do with life. Bread has to be eaten before I can benefit anyone. This bread may have all the vitamins in it from a to z it may turn your hair black your teeth white and and repel insects it may cause uh, cure diseases but it won't help you if you don't eat of it amen hallelujah i'm telling you it's it's a wonderful thing when you get into the word of god it'll open your eyes to a new life in christ jesus said Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, this is a book that you need to read, to love, and to live by. This is the manual for life for mankind. There is in today's churches a desire for things that are not bread and things that are not meat of the Word of God. There is something I call the sweet tooth theology. Sweet tooth theology. How many of you love sweets, fudge, pies, cake, cookies? <laughs> Lord of mercy. The rest of you are probably lying if you, did, if you don't. Sweets are wonderful. Like fudge. One bite of fudge is wonderful. Five pounds of fudge will make you sick. You know how I know that? <laughs> the spiritual parallel in this is this. Paul says in the last generation, in the last generation, there will be people with itchy ears 
They want to hear a sugar-coated sweet-tooth sermon. They want to know how they can become rich without righteousness. They want to know how to be happy without holiness. They want a testimony without the test. They want a crown of glory without the cross. You can't. You can't, you can't, you can't. Listen to me, church. When you open the pages of God's living word, it talks about discipline. It talks about obedience. It talks about perseverance. It talks about excellence. There is no possibility of seeing heaven without the disciple of the cross. It's the discipline. Got too, too much in a hurry there. <laughs> without that discipline of the cross, you won't make it. We're living in a generation that, that lives in a, in a Christless Christianity. They have a form. They have a form that's without a force. We have a Christianity that is pursuing everything but the word of God. We're hearing things today on television and, and in churches that are not of God. It's not of God. There are people saying things just to fill the church or the offering tray. Sugar and spice. And everything nice, that's not what we preach at Gospel of Faith Church or on this broadcast. Today that they are preaching heresy. And there's no place for it in God's house. So somebody lift your hands to heaven and shout amen. Until the house of God begins to read God's holy word, there will be confusion. There will be distress. There will be fear. Daniel was in captivity. And he said unto Nebuchadnezzar, put your people on a rich food diet. As for us, Daniel said, we will take a meat and potatoes diet. And in 10 days, we'll see who looks the best. And in that 10 days, Daniel's group won the beauty contest. It's biblical proof that you are what you eat. Say that with me. You are what you eat. You cannot live like hell all week long and come to church and stand and sing amazing grace, how sweet the sound, without wanting to throw up. It's not possible, because what is in you is rotten, filthy, and corrupted. And this is not, this is not, I say it again, you cannot have both, for they do not go together. They're oil and water. You cannot get drunk, do drugs, beat your wife or child, commit adultery. And then come into the church on Sunday morning and hear the gospel being preached and not get angry at yourself. A woman said to me the other day, Pastor, there are, there, there are those in Ashford who hate you. You know that, right? And I said, of course I do. That means I'm doing the right thing. I said, you need to tell them to get in line. It's a long line. But be patient because it's a long, long line. I said, why would you tell me that? She's, she said, because for years, this has been a quiet, sleeping little town. And you're causing the other churches in the town to get back to the job of preaching the word of God. And some people like complacency and no commitment. They want to be noncommittal. Listen to me. 
The word of the Lord Jesus says, if you are cold and lukewarm, I will spew you out. He said, if you're not on fire for God, he would, he would uh, limit you out of his mouth. He'll just vomit you out. You can't tell smutty jokes out on the front porch of the church in front of the foyer. You can't down other people who are sitting in the church finding Christ with your opinions. You cannot receive the Holy Spirit on Sunday unless you're there and you're anointed by Christ. You cannot steal your tithings and offerings from God and then expect God's blessing on you financially. Malachi chapter 3 says, God has you tested as a thief. And the bulletin board of heaven, he's got your poster. Husband, you cannot abuse your wife and children and feel the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Wife, you cannot ignore your husband, your home, and your children and have the blessings of God. One wife said, we've married for better or worse. I couldn't do worse and he couldn't do better. There must be a, a return to the meat and potatoes of the word of God. There must be a return to the milk, meat, and the bread of the word of God. We must gain the substance of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen out there. You know, the generation that has preferred to merely play church is over. The year of the Lord is at hand here in 2024. This is the year of salvation, hallelujah, the year of revival, the year of great drawing back into the house of God. We must search the scriptures for it, through it, that we will come through this fiery storm. We are in the end. Everybody says, when, when do we get into the end times? Uh, open your eyes. We're there. When you're fasting, when fasting is as popular as feasting, signs and wonders will follow the ministry of the church, but it has to get back into the word of God. When giving and lending and tithing and telling and witnessing and winning become the basic diet of for all in the church, then praise be to God that church will have another Pentecost and that world will say, these are they that turned the world upside down. These are those who let the fire of Pentecost come down from heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, King James, or no, excuse me, King David said, Blessed be the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. That's God's word. Blessed be. I paraphrase the man and woman. That's God's word. And in whose law he meditates day and night to finish that verse. Paul says we should pray without ceasing. Say it with me. Pray without ceasing. Without knowledge of, of the word of God, your prayer life is a waste of time. In John chapter 5, verse 17 says, If you abide in me and my words divide in you, 
abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. John 9, 31 says, And now, and now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man or woman be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, God hears them. I paraphrase there. How do you know the will of God? You know the will of God by, by reading the word of God. In God's word, God speaks to you. God speaks to you. In prayer, we speak to God. This is the method of communication, Jesus said. No man cometh to the Father save through the Son. So we pray in Jesus' name. The word of God is my inheritance. Say it with me. The word of God is my inheritance. How many of you have a will? Let me see your hands. I've got one, two, three. I don't know. But that's the whole thing. We must be in the word of God. If you have anything of value, you need a will, right? This wealthy father, he died. And he left a will, and his family went to the attorney to hear the, the reading of the will. And, and the lawyer read to my wife, I leave the mansion, the Rolls Royce, and the country estates. <coughs> and to my daughter, I leave the Learjet, the Paris condo. And to my hippie son-in-law who thinks health is better than wealth, I have my sun, sun lamp. It's yours. I went to a lawyer's office with some, some people from the church who, who needed spiritual counseling. It took 200 pages from the man sitting behind that big, big, rich desk to say, I believe everything goes to my wife. Lawyers are the only people I know who will write 200 pages of words no one understands and then has the gall enough to call it a brief. What if your earthly father was uh, had been a multi-billionaire? <laughs> I I'm not I'm looking at the computer and I know you're smiling on the other side laughing. And he left it all to you. Billions of dollars he left to you. But you were too busy to read his will. Now picture yourself covered in filthy rags living in some alley, eating out of garbage cans, fighting dogs and cats and rats for, the, for, for, for just a meal. There you are in rags, eating out of garbage cans when you could have been living in a mansion, flying to Paris for lunch and Switzerland for dinner. See, just because you didn't want to read the will, Your heavenly father has a will. And written within the pages of this will, he says, he owns it all. The universe is his. And I'm looking at his heirs that are sitting there listening to this conversation and at the church. And some of you are rummaging through spiritual garbage cans, not living up to the inheritance of the Father. You are, you are spiritually weak. You are spiritually sick. You are tormented. You are restless. 
Your children and your grandchildren have marriages that are, are dead and dying. Your families are scattered to and fro, and you're in financial ruin simply because you have not opened the Word of God and are not reading it. The devil has beguiled you, same as he did Eve. He has beguiled you into not reading God's book. Why? Because with this book, that I'm holding in my hand, you can identify Satan for what he is, a liar. Did you not know he was the father of all lies? The book exposes him. This book tells you how to defeat the devil when you're going through the crises of your life. Satan comes to you and says, give up, you're defeated. When you read the pages of this book, it tells you, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When Satan comes to you, and he will, and he says, be afraid, you're not going to succeed. The pages of this book says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound, sound mind. When Satan comes to you and he says, you're whipped, you can say back to that devil, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Get out of my life. Get out of my house. Get out of my child. For we are children of the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why is it you can read brainless national inquirers? You can read romance novels, Zane Gray, but you can't read the Bible. When you pick up the Holy Bible, the dog begins to bark. The cat climbs the walls. People knock on the door. You begin to yawn and fall asleep, and it's okay. It's only 10 o'clock in the morning. Why? Because the devil doesn't want you to read this book. This book, the bread of life, the bread of Christ, this book says you are an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen, church, the royal blood of heaven flows through your veins, each and every one of you sitting at Gospel of Faith Church right now, you are a co-heir with Jesus. And that royal blood of heaven flows through your veins. You are created a little lower than the angels. God is your heavenly Father. Heaven is your home. And we are the children of the King. Where's We're in charge. We're in charge down here. We're in charge in this church. Let's let's start acting like it based on the authority of God's word. Hallelujah. Can you raise your hands to heaven and just give a shout? Give a shout of praise to the Lord and then put your hands together and let's give him a real clapping praise this morning. I want to I want to raise the roof on Gospel of Faith Church. Wherever you may be listening to the sound of my my voice. You know, President Kennedy said it best. Ask not what your country can do for you, but rather what you can do for your country. Winston Churchill said, I've just begun to fight. Martin Luther King, I have a dream. Today, the greatest message ever spoken comes from the pages of this holy book. And that message is that whosoever believes, say it with me, whosoever believes in the Son of God will have everlasting life. Hallelujah. That is most powerful, most powerful message on planet Earth today. 
is that you have salvation listen one day you're going to die and you will and if you're not ready to die you're not ready to live but if the book if this book is in your hand and it's in your heart and it's in your soul they can write on the lid of your coffin he or she is not here for they have risen hallelujah he believed or she believed in the resurrection of the son of almighty god this book the word of god is a secret of divine health and divine healing listen to psalms 107 verse 20 he sent his word and healed them say it with me he sent his word and healed them proverbs 3 and 8 my son forgot not my law that's the bible for a length of days and long life and a place shall he be added in your book the length of days will be added to those that believe those that read i'm telling you proverbs 4 and 22 the the word of god is life to those who find them and health to all of their flesh do you want to be healthy mind body and soul i know some of you do we use the we used to belong to the uh, generation we'd see people uh, they're pumping iron <laughs> why they have to do it in front of all of us it doesn't do us any good i want to be in filled with the spirit of god this is a manufacturer's manual for your heart your mind your body and your soul and when you read this it revitalizes you hallelujah it transforms you heart mind body and soul and it makes you a new creation in christ jesus for the past is, has, has gone away and behold there's a new creation in christ a new name, a new nature, a new attitude, a new habit, a new name in glory, eternal life in the kingdom of God. You cannot beat that in Jesus' mighty name. I want you to hear me today. He is worthy. Christ is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. God said nothing is impossible to those who believe. I believe. I believe that God will do the impossible through Jesus for you. Now, whew, hallelujah, hallelujah. In closing, do you know that there is going to be a world that eventually will collapse of its internal economy? A one world order, a one world currency a one world church one world dictator did you know that all of that is coming and that it could care in your next breath it could happen it could happen read the word of god read the word of god because it's all here it's all here do you know do you know that what's about to happen the most exciting thing that's about to happen is the rapture of the church. When the dead in Christ will rise. And then we that are together and remain shall be caught up together with them in the sky. Oh, hallelujah.
we'll be caught up together with them in the sky. It's going to happen. Ready or not, Jesus may be here before you finish your next meal. So come. Come, Lord Jesus. Come and give us that new life. When you die, and you will, and when you stand before God in judgment, and you are going to stand before him, you're going to be judged according to the standards of this book. Not by what your preacher says, not by what your priest told you, and not by uh, what the pages or the Pope believes, excuse me, not what you're taught in the university and not your back porch philosophy, not your armchair Christianity, but what you've been told in this book, the Holy Bible, God's Word. You're going to be judged out of the Word of God. That's not what I say. That's not what you say. That's what God says. Hallelujah. Now, in closing, probably said this three times already. In closing, that is for challenge yourself. I challenge you today, on this day, February 18th, 2024, I challenge you to read this book every day. And so shall you be established. And so shall Ashford and all the surrounding areas and the church be healed. Can be healed. Praise God. I pray. I pray we name that church right. We should be in the gospel, reading the gospel, and we should be holding our faith. Gospel of faith. Church was named for it. I know this has gone kind of long on this, this uh, message, but I need you to understand you are not forsaken at Gospel of Faith Church. Myself or Pastor Bob will be preaching. If we can't get there one weekend, it'll come in on Zoom and we will contact you. If you don't know or you're not able to attend the church, um, go to Gospel of Faith Church website um, and send an email in asking that they put you on the list so that when we do Zoom, the video, sermons that you can be um, able to get them and they'll send you the the uh, id number so that you can just click on it and join that meeting because i'm telling you revival's coming hallelujah <laughs> there's a new church in juniper woods it may still be a gospel of faith church but it's a new testament church and it's filled with the spirit of god come eat breathe Pray. I always say it. You know, we're getting ready to go up. Pray up. Because we're fixing to go up to be with Jesus. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may he make his face to shine upon you. Till he brings us back once again. We love each and every one of you. God bless. Keep those tithing and... and I pushed the button too quick. <laughs> God bless each and every one of you. Um, if you're sending in a check, if you're not in the church or you're not local and you want to send in a tithing check or an offering, 
Um, the address on the on the website is wrong. Would you please write this down? P.O. Box 697. So it's going to be Gospel of Faith Church, P.O. Box 697, Ash Fork, Arizona 86320. We're going to try to get that address changed as quickly as possible. Someone put it in there and put it to my office. Um, but you can go ahead and and if you if you want to send a tithing in or an offering in, you can um, do it on PayPal, and that's certainly good. Uh, or if you need to send in a check or a money order, whatever, you can do that at uh, Gospel of Faith Church, P.O. Box 697, Ash Fork, Arizona, 86320. All right, with that, I give you all God's blessings, peace, and we will talk to you the next time.